This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Kansas State's Cooper Beebe, and you're listening to the PowerCat Post Game Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribing to this show on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to your final PowerCat Post Game Podcast of the 2022 season. Hell, it's 2023 as we record this. How about that? Ah, Tim Fitzgerald, Cole Carmody in the Sheraton Downtown Hotel in New Orleans following Kansas State's 45-20 loss to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. <clears throat> I don't sound the best today. And I did absolutely nothing last night, Cole. Hmm. I was in bed at the strike of stroke of, stroke of midnight. Did you hear all the fireworks? I I heard fireworks. I was hoping like, it was fireworks. It sounded like a war zone in our hotel room. We're right down um, by Bourbon Street. And I, I, when I say that I heard, I thought a bomb go off at 3.30 in the morning, I yeah. really thought it was. I started yeah. freaking out. It uh, reminded me of our New Year's Eve in Memphis when we actually did hear gunfire. But we've had a good time down here in New Orleans. A lot of work. We hope you've enjoyed what we provided you from here. Sorry we couldn't provide you a happier ending to this story. But what a story it's been for the Kansas State Wildcats over the 2022 football season. They end the year with that loss to an impressive Alabama team that seemed to wake up at the end of the first quarter and then eventually kick the living snot out of Kansas State. But you know what? The Wildcats were 10-4 and four this year. They're the Big 12 champions. And in fact, TCU, the team they beat, you pick up a little shine from them as they advance and make me a gambling winner for once in my life uh, by beating Michigan. And they will play for the national championship. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start, Cole. But first, remind everyone that our sponsor this year, as it's been for many years now, is Caddyshack Golf. It's a locally owned, K-State-owned business <clears throat> They're based right there in Manhattan. Get online. It's Caddy with two C's, CaddyShackGolf.com. Go check out their merchandise. Golfing season isn't far away. It's not. It's not. Because I know you golf freaks. When it turns 45, 50 degrees in February, you're going to be out at Colbert Hills or whatever your chosen golf course is trying to sneak in around. Zach, I'm talking about you on the podcast. So make sure you go get something really cool to remember this season by from CaddyshackGolf.com. Colt, look, Alabama wins 45-20. to 20. I just finished my postgame grades. Um, I should have probably done them last night. I wasn't responsible. I was just done. I was just done, Cole. Get off my back. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just amazing to me. Kansas State came within a whisker of going up 17-14 to 14 at halftime. 17 to 14. And over the next less than three minutes of game action, Alabama scores 21 points to turn a game that potentially had been 17 14 at half 
into a 35 to 10 trouncing at the 13 minute mark of the third quarter. It's incredible. It's incredible. It really reminded me of watching the Chiefs play, but even more than that, it reminded me of watching the Golden State Warriors um, when they had Kevin Durant, when they had Stephen Curry, right? You know, the, these guys, it seems like it's close. You seem like you have them on the ropes. And the next thing you know, they're blowing you out. Yeah. This Alabama team woke up, and I made the comment that that Alabama team that played on Saturday can win the national championship. Right. I don't think that Alabama team that played, there's anybody that comes within at least one score of them after watching Georgia and Ohio State play last night. I don't think either one of those teams beats Alabama. And, and and as much as I love TCU, I don't think the TCU team that we've seen all season would have been able to beat the Alabama team that played on Saturday. They were just absolutely ridiculously incredible. Well, I have seen performances like that before. It reminded me of vintage Bill Snyder football. You know, Nick Saban's from the same era, so to speak. He's a much younger man. But uh, it it – it was something I've seen K-State do during the heyday of K-State football to lesser opponents. They put up a fight, they give you a window, and you jump through that window and absolutely annihilate them in a small period of time and completely take them out of the game. So credit to Alabama. They are everything you would think Alabama football would be. They did come and engage in this game. <clears throat> and while I thought Bryce Young might make a, a small appearance in the game, the Alabama fans are right. He played the whole game. And he was absolutely brilliant. That might have been his best performance of the season. That might have been Alabama's best performance of the mm-hmm. season. After a sluggish start, I honestly think they, uh, they they didn't quite expect K-State to be as effective. And K-State was effective. K-State moved the ball. They ran for you know 200 yards or so in this game. Uh, the running backs did at least. And um, it was just one of those games where uh, they – they took advantage of Chris Kleiman's gambling. And maybe that's where we should start because fans want to blame Chris Kleiman for this. And I would not have onside kicked that ball. I wouldn't to start the second half. But I get what he was after. He rolled the dice the entire game. And you are a brilliant gambler when the dice fall in your favor. Mm-hmm. And you're a total idiot when they don't. And none of that really is in your control. For most of that first half, K-State converted third and fourth downs. They made aggressive play calls, and it all came out in their favor. And then at fourth and two at the goal line, some say you should have kicked the field goal. You were down 14-13 even if you make that field goal going into halftime. And that's not the mental makeup that Chris Kleiman wanted for his team. He thought, and I would agree with this, if you're leading Alabama at halftime, you are energized, you got the momentum, let's see what happens in the second half. Go for it on fourth and two. The play works. It was the right call by offensive coordinator Colin Klein. Now, Ben Sennett did get hung up just a little bit on the defender. There was a little contact there. There might have been a grab. I haven't seen the replay. But he did clearly get disrupted. But Will Howard told me after the game, I knew the second I let the ball loose, I missed him. Mm -hmm. And he said, that is my fault. He got hung up, but I should have put the ball right on him. I shouldn't have tried to lead him out there. They missed that play. And then K-State stops Alabama on first down, and Chris Kleiman does what you do in that circumstance typically. You call the timeout. You want to pin them back and trust your defense that you're going to get it done, get the ball back, and maybe you do get to kick that field goal that you missed out on. But this was Alabama. This was Bryce Young. And next thing you know, they go 98 yards. Onside kick fails. Touchdown. Will Howard 
throws a nice pass. Honestly, I don't think his receiver competed well enough for the ball, and the Bama defensive back stepped in there with some nice coverage. But, folks, for all of you who said Will Howard reverted, he did not revert. He played an extremely good defense. He got hit on his first interception, and he was just a hair off on a couple throws, including the one at the goal line, including that one, I think it was to Malik, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, that uh, Alabama – showed their excellence and made big plays. And yeah, there were some drops in there too. Yeah. I mean, Ben Sennett dropped a touchdown pass and that's just something that kid doesn't do. Yeah. And I think if we go back to that moment when they went for the the touchdown on fourth down, that was absolutely the right call. Um, You know, again, I've had some people talk to me already, you know, immediately after, why didn't they take the points? Why didn't they take the points? And it's like, what what does three points do against Alabama? Again, I, I compare them to the you're Chiefs. not beat them with field goals. Because you're, you can't. I mean, you, you, you cannot beat a good team with field goals, and especially when you drive down. I mean, that was a long drive, Fitz. It was, what, six or seven minutes? and The one before half? Yeah. It was ten and a half minutes. Ten and a half minutes. I mean, that's incredible. You cannot kick a field goal on that because that is a win for the defense. Uh, you gotta, you got to finish with points and, and with a touchdown. They didn't. But again, I agree with the timeout. With the timeout, I do. And and again, there's going to be people that criticize that move. But I come from the stance of this: Do you trust the Big 12's best defense? The answer to that question is yes, every day of the week. And Bryce Young proved why he's going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft and be in the same conversation with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, all these quarterbacks. Elite throws. He proved what he was going to do on Sundays for years to come. K-State ran into a buzzsaw on Saturday, and it showed, but Chris Kleiman made all the right decisions. Again, onside kick, maybe not so much, but he's trying to win the game. If they get that and then they go down and score a touchdown, the game is completely different. So you just said exactly why I disagreed with the onside kick. And Chris Kleiman put his defense in a position to stop Alabama at the end of the first half and get the ball back and get points. And that's exactly why I kicked the ball deep. Trust your defense to get the ball back, just as they had done on the first possession of the game. Instead, Nick Saban takes the back-to-back that deadly back-to-back possessions that Bill Snyder used all the time. It is exactly why he deferred every time he won the toss. He wanted to get those back-to-back possessions because that puts the possession count out of kilter, and that puts you in a possession a position to have more possessions mm. than your opponent. And that is hard to overcome if you're a good offense. That's exactly what Alabama did. And then it gets, you know, magnified by the Howard interception and off they go. But you know what, Cole, to K-State's credit, I didn't feel like Alabama backed off. I thought Nick Saban wanted to run it up. He looked like a coach. He was still throwing the ball aggressively that wanted to make a statement that they should have been in the playoff. That's exactly right. And I get it. If I'm in his position, I'd do it too. It was frustrating to watch, but I I would have done it too. We got left out. We feel like we should be in. After watching the games, they, you know, I think Alabama clearly could have been in, but they hadn't earned it on the field. Those four teams belonged in. Yep. What Ohio State did was remarkable, even if they came up short. But K-State didn't wilt. They kept coming. They kept playing. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a – that's a good way to end it. I mean, that's a good way to wrap up your season. You didn't give up. You can't set a tone into the offseason in which you gave up. 
and Kansas State didn't surrender. They just got whooped on the field. And um, as credit to Chris Kleiman's program. But as he said so correctly, Cole Carmody, at the end of the game, you can't let one moment define you. You have to let your body of work speak for you. 10-4 and four Big 12 champions. This season put K-State ahead of the curve in which we thought they were on. They, they advanced uh, as a program maybe a year ahead of what we thought. Now, I thought this was a team that could compete for the Big 12 title. Did I really think K-State would win the Big 12 title. Well, I sure as hell didn't pick it at the start of the season. Uh, So that's how much I thought. I thought they could compete for it, but they did it. They did it kind of in a broken road traveled way, but um, they overcame some losses to Tulane, good football team, Texas, a good football team, and of course, TCU, a great football team. And they did beat TCU. have the potential to be the only team that beats TCU in a national championship year. And folks, I just want you to stop and think about what I just said. TCU is in a position to win a national championship. And Kansas State did beat them this season in a really good game. And TCU can't say, well, we didn't play well. That was a great football game on December 3rd in Arlington, Texas. And K-State was a better team on that day. By a whisker, but they were the better team. And so on the right day, with the right performance, K-State could be in TC's position in a very short matter of time. But Alabama is Alabama. And when the Tides show up to play, and that was impressive. It was impressive. What a bunch of freaks running around the field. And, and credit to Nick Saban. So often when you get those elite players, you don't get them to buy in. And that's why he's the greatest. He gets those kids to buy in. I don't know how he convinced those kids to come back to play. Um, and granted, they're getting paid. I mean, you know, I, they, three point four million dollars <clears throat> for Bryce Young nil. Bryce the Young's getting of any player in all of college football. He's the second highest member of the Alabama football program mm-hmm. behind Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. But um, credit to them. And in meeting those players, I think we were all fairly impressed with them. They seemed a little bit dismissive of K State, but it, they turned out to be right. Yeah, I think what's what's insane is the talent. The talent gap I, I, for the upperclassmen, I really don't think, um, is that different. You know, college, you only get four years to play. But I would go out and say the Felix Anidike Uzamas, the Deuce Vaughns, the Cooper BBs, these guys that are going to play at the next level, in three years, they're going to be just as good, if not better, than those guys that they were going up against from Alabama. It's just the development process. Kids come to Alabama ready to contribute immediately those four and five star recruits that consistently come to alabama they're ready to play and make a large impact the day they step foot on campus for this class and these past few classes that k-state has gotten that's not necessarily the case that's not a bad thing i I look at it like this kobe prentice true freshman for alabama uh, scores a touchdown in the second half of the game. K-State has three freshmen on the field. Redshirt freshman Omar Daniels, true freshman Jake Clifton, true freshman VJ Payne. All three of those guys miss tackles. Kobe Prentice takes it to the house, scores a touchdown. That is the difference in stars. That is the difference in recruiting. That is the difference in rankings. That is not a bad thing for K-State. That's no, That says nothing. Because in three years, for all we know, Omar Daniels would be able to guard Kobe Prentice one-on-one and be like Julius Prince. Right. That's, that's, I'm not saying that that, that that can't happen. It's just the difference between K-State has to develop their players longer it's a longer process than it is at Alabama where these kids can come in and immediately take the place of Jameer Gibbs, immediately take the place of Ja'Cory Brooks, and 
have an immediate impact. It doesn't happen at K-State, but again, with the transfer portal, with NIL, everything is completely different now. K-State can be back in that position, and it honestly wouldn't surprise me if when there is an expanded playoff, K-State is in that position to play Alabama again sooner than people probably realize. Well, I hope you watched my post-game walk and talk because I asked a couple of the players a really awkward and weird question after the game, and credit to the guys that came out and talked. They were This team's been a pleasure to cover. We'll get to that in the second half. Um, I asked them if this could be a good thing, and and I said, because you know where you stand now. You had an opportunity to compete with Alabama that got away from you and it ended up into what was really a blowout loss. You know the gap now between you and the very top echelon of college football. And Ben Sennett and Will Howard both said, yeah, we got to go back to work. We're going to take a little break. We're going to get healthy and refreshed mentally, and we're going to go right back at it. Because I feel like these guys are going to come back almost intact. We will see what they announce. Nobody would say if they were staying or going. Deuce Vaughn didn't bite on your question. Felix Andy Duque Ozama apparently had promised an answer and didn't provide it after the game. Uh, and we're hearing a lot of rumors about Cooper Beebe and the seniors are going to come. Cooper Beebe as a junior is going to come back. And um, the seniors are wanting to come back for their COVID bonus year. We'll see how all that plays out. And maybe the magnitude of the loss will inspire them to come back or maybe move on and and go to the NFL. These kids have big decisions. They're their decisions. Um, I Honestly, if I back out of this and say, you know what, Uh, what's best for the kids, I think all three of the kids that we know could be uh, going to the NFL a year early should probably go. Deuce Vaughn isn't going to get better. He is what he is. Felix Anyadike Uzama is, you know, on the cusp. I think maybe his draft stock has dropped a little bit. He might actually benefit from coming back. And uh, Cooper Beebe, young man, I know you want to play with your brother. I know you love K-State football. I know you want to continue this process. But offensive linemen have a shelf life in the league. And, you know, if you're Bryce Young and you're getting paid $3.4 million for that senior season, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bryce Young isn't a senior. But if you can come back and make millions of dollars, which I don't see happening, uh, that's one thing. But, boy, um, you're not you're not cheating yourself out of your first year. You're cheating yourself out of your last year of, mm-hmm. of professional football because those knees, those hips, everything about an offensive lineman breakdown. So we'll see what decisions they make. We'll be on top of that. There's a lot of rumors about that O-line's coming back, something Cooper fueled. Uh, this week with uh, talk about if one guy comes back, I think we all will. And I think they all will. But um, onward and upward for Kansas State football. And what I like the most as we ended the first half here, Cole, is I don't feel like this ended um, a run it, at, in any way. <clears throat> if you look back last year and you look at um, Iowa State, what they've gone through, Baylor, they were peaking at the end of their run. They loaded up for that. I don't feel like Kansas State loaded up for this season. I feel like it's another step on a journey that Chris Kleiman has laid the foundation and this program is going to build on it. They had to have this loss, in my honest opinion, to know, you mentioned it, where they are. They know where they stand. They know where they need to get better. More importantly, the coaching staff understand now understands what it takes to win at the highest level. They've won national championships, but again, 
There's a difference between winning national championships at the FCS level and winning them at the FBS level. There is a major, major differential in team speed, in team size. How do they fix that? Now they know where to look. They know where to improve. They know what they need to do in order to compete at that level. Folks, they're not that far off. They're not that far off. To me, that was the biggest thing. Those two teams belonged on the same field together. Alabama was the better team that day, but K-State, like you mentioned it, any given Saturday, any team can win. K-State very well could have won that game. They didn't. Back to the drawing board, onward and upward, as you mentioned. K-State is going to come back hungrier, and I'm already excited for next season. I really am. I agree. And as I said last night with the walk and talk, sometimes your worst days, in hindsight, turn out to be blessings. We'll be right back. This is Kansas State's Daniel Green, the leaders in K-State sports coverage. We'll be right back with more of the PowerCat Postgame Podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Kansas State's Felix and Yudike Uzama. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast, the Sugar Bowl edition. We're still in New Orleans. Cole and Zach will be advancing out of this bracket to the Austin Regional for basketball. They will fly out tomorrow. We all were going to do that, but not Cole. I said Cole. I know. That was news to me. Yeah. Zach and Michael will be going on to the Austin Regional to cover basketball on, on what day is it? I don't even know what day it is, Cole. I'm a mess. Tuesday. Today is Sunday. You will try. You're right. What? They're going to go. They're going to go cover basketball, folks. That's what I'm trying to say. We all were going to do it after this because the flights were so expensive to get back. But as you know, uh, I get to call Southwest Airlines and rearrange everything today. But Cole and I will be driving my car back because it made the trip to New Orleans. I hope it's still in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll be heading back. Um, maybe even this afternoon. We haven't decided. It's it's all fluid. We can do what we want to do. We're young and free, Cole. Maybe check out it. some civil war history along the way we might vicksburg we're coming for you you know let us in man i mean you've got a history of not letting people in <laughs> um and uh people that don't know the civil war just were baffled by it yes um but it, they will go on to do that and then head back to manhattan after kansas state plays texas in basketball and then zach and i will turn around and come right back to texas on uh the weekend for kansas state and baylor honestly a game typically we wouldn't probably cover because of the expense of travel and all that for one basketball game but it is jerome tang's homecoming back to waco now as head coach at kansas state so we will be there folks if you missed it and i know this is the football post game podcast but boy i hope you got to see that basketball game they stunk at the start 
they just did not play well. They, uh, David Gasson was out with an injury. We're told they don't know the longevity of it. It is not season-ending. Thank goodness K-State didn't have the roster numbers. This was my concern when he wanted to redshirt so many people that they would run out of bodies, and they might have to pull a redshirt if you know they get another injury. But that team persisted and found a way to come back and beat West Virginia in overtime. They they kind of blew the lead at the end of the regulation. They came back and had a lead up to five, six points there, and, mm-hmm. and West Virginia got it to overtime, and then K-State took care of her business, even though they were really shorthanded with only seven guys and a lot of foul trouble. Um, they were they were a couple fouls away from having to play a walk-on in that game, which wasn't going to be good. But uh, Kansas State gets Jerome Tang's first win, and it is the fastest start, according to, I think it was ESPN+, Plus, the fastest start for K-State basketball in a season in 13 years. Wow. So he's come in and done something that uh, the previous coach couldn't accomplish, which is remarkable. Things are really positive around k-state sports right now so don't let what happened in this game steal that joy don't let outside forces steal the joy don't let opposing fan bases like the team down the road the fan base down the road steal your joy either yeah seen that on twitter a little bit yeah um i don't get that yeah well uh, in the one of the weirdest things i had one of our subscribers sent me a, a dm um from don't be this type of fan. I'm, I'm I'm imploring you. Don't be this type of fan. He received a DM from a TCU fan last night, after TCU had just won a semifinal game, making fun of K State for losing to Alabama. Can you imagine taking the absolute high point of your football program success? And turning it into something negative to talk trash to another fan base because they had the gall to beat your team the game before. Don't be that fan. Don't be that miserable of an existence kind of person that you can't even enjoy the moments because you're so sour about stuff. So uh, don't be sour about this loss. It sucked. I know. A lot of you were upset. I, I even saw we, Chris Kleiman isn't the guy. Come on, folks. Let's stop with this nonsense. Um, and uh, it, it does amaze me that some of the things, how you react to stuff, you know, a select few people, uh, the overreactions are incredible. Alabama was really good. They're really talented. And I am telling you, Bryce Young made a throw in the course of this game to the back corner of the end zone over the top of Julius Brents. That was nothing short of brilliant. It is not possible to throw a better pass in a live game than that pass. He was covered, too. That was great coverage by Julius. He put that ball in a bucket. And again, felt like I was watching Patrick Mahomes. I really did. I, I mean, he was remarkable. He just was remarkable. Yep. And Alabama earned that win. K-State, you know, rolled the dice. As I said, um... Boy, sometimes you roll the dice, you make a lot of money, and sometimes you get craps. And they hit craps at the end of the first half and then rolled it a couple more times, and pretty soon all that money they'd build up was gone. Um, and and as I, as a blackjack player, Chris Kleiman started the second half by splitting his sixes trying to get ahead. And you know what you're going to do? You're probably going to lose your shirt. And they did. And that's okay. You know what? Here's the thing. And here's something you need to understand. Well, first of all, let me say this. I respect Chris Kleiman incredibly. He is a brilliant young football coach. And young by that, I mean he's younger than me. Um, (laughs) And uh, he knows how to put together a team, a program. 
He's doing all the stuff that Kansas State football needs to be successful, and now he's cranking up the recruiting with this class. They have to continue. They can't be satisfied with that class. They need to get into better and better players' living rooms and start reeling those in. Uh, you, You can't jump ahead. As Bill Snyder always says, you can't skip steps. And honestly, I think Bill Snyder on recruiting skipped some steps. He tried to go from getting the developmental players to the five-star players, and they didn't succeed. And he still will talk about that and how it set the program back. you got to slowly climb that ladder, get into better living rooms, continue to upgrade your roster. But I'll say this. He comes from a background of winning. Not just winning a lot. Elite winning. He was Alabama. And with that comes a lack of experience in managing timeouts and deciding, you know, when to make the big play, when deciding I've taken too many chances, my luck's running out. And we still see this growth process for Coach Kleiman as he learns as he goes because he's not been in this position to be the lesser team very often in his career as a head coach, certainly, because in Fargo, they won four national championships in his five years. And with that, you, you don't get some of those tight game um, issues that you do when you're the lesser opponent. And you certainly don't get your ass kicked by a better, more talented football team because that's always you. So there is a growth process here. We're going to see it with Jerome Tang in basketball. You don't just step into a new job or a new role with a full understanding. Sometimes you're going to walk into the wall and realize... Well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. And we got to go along with him on this journey. Now, if he's a coach that doesn't acclimate, doesn't learn, doesn't improve on things, um, then it becomes worrisome. But I don't think that's going to happen. This is one of the most self-aware head coaches I've ever been around. And what I mean by that is he knows his faults. He accepts his faults. um, And... um, He's, he's trying to learn from them, but uh, he's not so arrogant that nothing is ever his fault. I see some coaches still be that way, and that will end your career pretty quickly. You have to embrace what you've done wrong. And, you know, last night when he said uh, we called the right play on the fourth and two, we just didn't execute, he's not throwing the players under the bus. He's saying, I didn't have my team ready to do the right thing mm-hmm. the right time. The players embrace. I mean, if you want to just back up, yeah, the players didn't execute the play. The play was right. They didn't quite do it. And that's just the reality of the game. What I don't know if you expect Chris Kleiman to say, I missed through the football. Yeah. I mean, that's not what happened. So um, just just try to find the find the positivity in this year. Because honestly, ten and four is a really good season. It's hard to win double-digit games. Matt Campbell, it's really hard to do it. It's a it's a big step at this level to do that, and he's done it. In year four at Kansas State, there's more ahead. This program's not going anywhere. And what I like about Chris Kleiman is if he sees something that needs to be fixed inside of his program, he's going to go fix it, even if it's his best friend, even if it's a longtime colleague with whom he has a great relationship. If he needs to make a change, he'll make a change. What's incredible is we were talking to Cade Warner after the game, and he mentioned the exact same thing you said. He said, I love Chris Kleiman because when when we win, Cade Warner's obviously talking about the team. He said, Cade Warner says, when we win, 
it's because of us. But when we lose, it's because of him. Yeah. That to me tells you everything you need to know about Chris Kleiman. He tells the players that they're the ones who won the game and that his staff is the reason that they lost the game. Now, of course, that's not obviously the case, but you're right. He said we didn't execute the play, but guess what? I guarantee you there are plays where the players have covered the coaches' behinds. They called the wrong play, but because Will Howard scrambled out of the pocket and threw the ball 50 yards down the field and and, and Cade Warner caught a touchdown or Sammy Wheeler burst through coverage, they scored a touch. Like, there's so many things that happen on the football field where the players pick up for the coaches and the coaches pick up for the players. Again, you talk about complimentary football all the time. Mm-hmm. That goes with the coaching staff and the football players. But I, I, I think that, again, the culture we talk about with this team is real, and I know we harp on it. But fit, it's going to be the reason why if we if we see the Cooper BBs of the world, the Deuce Vaughns, the Felix and UDK Uzamas, if these guys want to come back, it's not going to be because of any other reason besides the fact that they want to spend more time at Kansas State. They want to spend more time with their teammates because they understand and they think that this moment in their life is more valuable than... Uh, starting their NFL careers a season early. They truly believe they would rather have a chance to play with those guys for one more season than move on. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I just feel like those guys, if they do come back, are coming back because of the culture that Chris Kleiman and the players have set. And even if they decide to move on, the fact that they're even considering returning really tells you all you need to know. I agree. The final topic I want to talk about, and of course it's not going to be a long podcast. I mean, you, you don't want me breaking down this game too much, do you? The final thing I want to talk about is the kids that won't be returning. <clears throat> the Daniel Greens, the Cade Warners, the ones that have used up their time or know it's time to move on. Um, it's been an incredible pleasure to cover this group of young men. And I was blessed to cover a lot of Bill Snyder teams. I started covering K-State football full-time again in 1995. So... Um, I've covered a lot of football at Kansas State. And one of the things Coach Snyder did so well, for the most part, was bring in really good kids, put them into a good family atmosphere, give them a lot of structure, and they would come out the other end of the process a much better product. <clears throat> and that's, you know, not uncommon in a lot of programs. You grow up when you go to college, but he would, he would set up a, a whole system that was intended to make his football team better by making the young men better. And Chris Kleiman is replicating that in his own way and doing it his own way. And his attention to detail in recruiting, that they're, they're going to go target really good kids that are also really good players. And for all that Bill Snyder did right, by the end of the process, he was more focused on the good kid than the good player. They couldn't quite get the level of player that they needed. And, and honestly, the program was slipping, and it, the, the change was made just in the nick of time, if you ask me. But um, for now, at least, Chris Kleiman is out there getting really good kids to come in that fit into the culture, fit into the locker room. And even if maybe they've got some things about them that need to be improved, they get poured into the, the format, into the mold of K-State football players, and they come out better because of it. Cade Warner is a perfect example. You know, comes from a great family, a football family. And I, I appreciated Cade 
the Nebraska guys, him and Adrian, have been so careful not to take shots at Nebraska because they did have an opportunity there, and things didn't go as the way, the way they wanted to. And they like Scott Frost, but they know that it was dysfunctional at times. They know now how dysfunctional it was because Cade flat out said, I came from a place that didn't have this, Yeah. and this is special. This is really special. This is a brotherhood. We are going to be bonded for life because of what this season and what this locker room's been like. It's rare. It's really cool to watch. Um, and, you know, I, I come back to him. You know, I come back to, you know, some of these, again, walk-ons just like Bill Snyder had that have now developed into really good players. And um, But I look at a guy like Daniel Green who was really rough around the edges. I didn't know that Daniel would make it academically or, or like, just socially at Kansas mm-hmm. State. You know, comes from Portland, Oregon, and came from, uh, you know, just I don't think academics were a real driving force for him because he barely got into to be qualified to play Division One football. He's one of my favorite kids I've covered because of the transformation he has made as a person and as a man. And, you know, you can look at him and, you know, he, he still wants to look tough and hard, but he is a kind heart, a good man. Uh, and Michael Goins asked him about, you know, taking off the jersey for the last time and it kind of hit home for Daniel that that was about to happen because when he spoke to us he was still wearing his game clothes and he had to go back in the locker room and take it off for the last time so best wishes to all those guys that have committed so much to K-State and been part of the culture because um, you know over the last post-COVID you know the 21 and 22 teams this is Chris Kleiman's foundation Mm -hmm. These are his guys that laid the foundation for what he wants the program to be. And I honestly think Chris Kleiman's going to be here a while. There's one job you know that I think he might take to move on to. Um, but Iowa, stay away. Um, I think he and Gene Taylor want to make this something incredible. You do it at Kansas State, it's different. If you can do it at Kansas State, you didn't do it at Alabama. You didn't do it at Nebraska or Oklahoma. And Sonny Dykes is showing that maybe TCU and Fort Worth's the same way. It's it's notable when you do it someplace where it's never going to be easy, and that's the process he's got him in. I think that Chris Kleiman, the, the job that he did this season is completely remarkable, and I think you look at the foundation of those guys with Deuce Vaughn um, be leading the charge. That is Chris Kleiman's guy. He sat up on the stage and said, I recruited this guy when nobody else wanted him. Maybe that was a little hyperbole. Right. But I think it's true. I think K-State fans need to look back on this season as the season that started everything. I really believe that. This is going to be the year. Are they going to win the Big 12 championship every year? No. But can they consistently win nine, ten games, win a Big 12 championship, make a run in the college football playoffs? As I, I'll keep going back to this. With the 12-team playoff now, anything is possible. You throw in the transfer portal, and teams like TCU, who have utilized that portal can be on the biggest stage. Go back and look at this season. See all the things that transpired. These guys set the foundation for where K-State wants to go. Did they lose in the Sugar Bowl? Yes, they did. But the guys that played in that game that will be coming back, the guys that didn't play at the game, play in the game, like the Sterling Lockets of the world who are going to be here for the next four years, had that understanding of what it takes, how what it takes to prepare, what it takes to win. Those guys on that team, I guarantee you, the young guys are going to go back and talk about this season if they continue to progress the way that you and I both think they will. This season is the season that they're going to go back and say, 
this is where we really took off as a program. This is a launching pad. This is not a destination. Well put. <clears throat> Boy, I sound like hell today for a guy that didn't go out partying on New Year's Eve. I think you were crying. <clears throat> I think that was it? I was I just crying? You're crying and the season's over. <laughs> it, uh, folks, it's just beginning for K-State football, and uh, you're a K-State fan if you're listening to this podcast, and if you're not, thanks for listening. Um, uh, so let me end with a little more old man Fitz wisdom. Uh, it's time to turn your attention to K-State basketball. Get locked in on Jerome Tang. Something special is happening over there, too. This is just literally the baby steps of what his program might be like at Kansas State. I want to see K-State fans pack Bramlage Coliseum when they get back home. they got a couple road games here. I think it's Oklahoma State is the next mm-hmm. home game. Next Tuesday. Get in there. I know you're tired. I know you need a break. I know a lot of you have to drive two hours or more to get – to a K-State sporting event, please do so. And again, if you can't make it to a game, I know you all want to sell your tickets and make a little more money off of it because we're all in tight times here, but get someone in your seat even if it means giving them to your neighbor, giving them to a kid, giving them to someone, a soldier. Get people in that arena. He deserves it. Basketball is going to be fun. It's going to be a wild roller coaster ride. I think it's going to be an enjoyable roller coaster ride as opposed to the past where it was kind of beat the snot out of you. This is a fun team, a fun program, good kids again. Uh, let's see what, what you can do as fans and support your team. And I'm going to also say this. Chris Kleiman, like me, is not a spring football guy. I, you know, not a spring football game guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think spring football games um, – um, are good for the fans, but not good for the growth of the football program. You get 15 practices, and to use one of those on a scrimmage in which you're trying not to show a whole lot mm-hmm. is less than ideal. And so he has not had a game. I would ask that Chris Kleiman and Kansas State Athletics consider not having a game, but having a full-fledged event. If there's one thing John Curry and Ron Prince did right together, boy, I didn't think I'd be bringing up those names on this podcast, <laughs> was the spring fest that they would have. They literally had a carnival come to the K-State football parking lot. You've got a, incredible facilities now with uh, the Shamrock Zone that most fans haven't seen. The indoor facility that no fans have seen, not significantly number of fans. And other things going on at Kansas State. Open the doors. Open the doors to the family. Have a have a carnival out there in that east parking lot do something and have maybe maybe some kind of a, a almost like a contest between the players whether it's the quarterbacks with throwing contests or the players lining up to to run sprints to see who's the fastest guy on the team do something like that put together a whole bunch of things that you can use maybe not your last day of kansas state football practice in the spring but maybe your last hour And let the guys go in and shower and come back out and sign autographs until the fans want no more. Let's get this bond going. Let's get this thing back uh, to where it has been. Because the world of college football and the world of fandom for everyone has changed so significantly since Bill Snyder lit this fire and took this team to the Copper Bowl in 1993. You now can comfortably sit at home. Cole and I mentioned it last night in watching the TCU game. It's a better experience in so many ways watching on a high-def TV with replays, analysis, a rules expert popping in. So when you come to a game, you aren't just investing your time and money. 
you're investing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're actually sacrificing some of what could be a more quality experience in other ways to come to the game, and that should be rewarded. You know, if you really wanted to know and you really wanted to see everything and experience everything, 40, 50,000 of you would go to a game on the road at a bowl. There was about, I'm saying 25 here. Mm -hmm. It was as what I thought it would be. And even with all the travel issues you faced and everything else going on, you still got here. And you were allowed to. <laughs> and you were allowed. I think it surprised Alabama. I thought, I think they literally thought because they could drive five hours, they're going to dominate that. And the crowd sounded 50-50-ish. It's hard for where we were sitting to completely tell. And maybe it was more 60-40 because... They were essentially the home team mm -hmm. in this game, uh, even though K-State was technically the home team in white. So it was th the captains voted for the white jerseys, if you don't know. So um, what you do as a fan base, um, you are small, but you are mighty. And it is, it's amazing to cover K-State football, K-State sports with athletes like this, but mostly with fans like you. Amen. Couldn't have said any better myself. Get your butts into Bramlage. This is a fun team to watch, too. That's the only thing I'll add. I mean, if you want to see dunks, Go check them out. You want to see three-pointers? Go check them out. You want to see your head coach wabashing with the students after a win? Did it again. Go do that. I don't know how Hugs felt about that. I can't see Hugs doing that. Um, oh, no. Could you imagine? Could he take the stool out there and sit on it and do the... Nobody wants to see Hugs dance. <laughs> no, it's been a great year and enjoyed it. Happy New Year to everyone as well. Happy New Year. We will be heading out on the road. If you see a dark gray Dodge Durango broken down to the side of the road and an old man weeping, it's me. Please stop. What am I supposed to do? You just just laugh. <laughs> just laugh. Because that's the best thing to do. When times aren't, aren't as expected and as good as you think, you got to find a way to laugh at it. Alabama kicked K-State's ass in the Sugar Bowl. Get a good smile out of that and realize... That only means better days are to come. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Powercat.com.